I'm Brandon Knight, and this is My Seminary Life. Hey everybody, welcome back to My Seminary Life. Thanks for tuning in for another episode. If you're new to the show and checking us out for the first time, well... Thanks for jumping in completely brand new. Uh, What's going on here is that this is the show where I sit down to recap the things that I am studying in grad school. And that's not that much this week. (laughs) Yeah, I had to write a whole paper and have whole forum discussions on something that I I really don't understand why we had to talk about this. But whatever. Anyway, uh, right now I am in Theological Seminar 1, also goes by the term systematic theology, and we are in a two-week study on Christology, the study of Jesus, and really the conversation that we have been having has been going on for like three weeks now, uh, talking about the divinity and the humanity of Jesus, and today's topic is going to be a slight left turn, a slight like rest stop in this discussion. Thankfully, Looking forward, it looks like next week we are going to be on, I believe it's pronounced pneumology, which is the study of the Holy Spirit, and the last few weeks of this class deals with uh, the study of angels and the study of demons. I'm looking forward to that. Things like eschatology and ecclesiology is going to be saved for Theological Seminar 2, which I believe I have to take in the spring, the first session of the spring. So we will be back at it here in a couple weeks. But for now, we are on week two of Christology, talking about kenosis theory. But before we get into that, I do want to give a brief update on the other show that I'm on. So starting next month, Systematic Geekology is going to come out. Uh, This is a show of Christian geeks. I'm actually getting a notification right now from our group chat. Uh, I'll read it later. Uh, But it's a, it is a group of Christian geeks talking about geek stuff from a faith-based perspective. And the topics are varying. It's a lot. We're going to be covering so many different things. We're also going to be doing movie reviews as new uh, major uh, geek films are coming out. I think Everyone's very excited for uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. And I think Dune is the first one scheduled for like a new movie release. Um, But yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Again, it's going to be coming out. I'm going to be one of the reoccurring guest hosts on there. And if you want to get a sample of it now, there is a preview episode out. And I think... It's on the Whole Church Podcast. The Whole Church Podcast, uh, the hosts over there, Josh and TJ, they are the creators of Systematic Ecology, and I believe it is up on their feed, a preview episode that you can get a taste of what's coming out soon. There is also a Patreon if you want to show your support over there as well. Obviously, it comes with great perks and stretch goals and all the usual Patreon stuff. So yeah, I will keep you updated on social media and on here when episodes specifically involving me, sorry, I'm selfish, come out. Alright, so that is the plug for Systematic Ecology. Let's get back to Systematic Theology, talking about kenosis theory. So, like I said, for the past two, now three episodes, we have been discussing 
the humanity and divinity of Jesus, and how do both of these work? Two episodes ago, we had a conversation about the Trinity and how focusing specifically there the role of Jesus and how Jesus is distinct, still very much God, but distinct from the Father and the Spirit. And then last week in the Christology Part 1 episode, we talked about hypostatic union, about how how is it that Jesus is fully God and fully man. Uh, talked a lot about how in the end, our atonement For the sake of our atonement, we need to have confidence and have faith that Jesus is fully divine. And since his sacrifice was accepted on our behalf, we can rest that he was fully divine because that means he never sinned. Now comes along kenosis theory. This is like a pit stop on, in my opinion, a pit stop on the conversation about Jesus's divinity and humanity. This is like a little footnote. Kenosis theory came out, I believe it was in the 1830s, 40s, somewhere right around there from German and English theologians. And this whole this whole conversation comes down to one word in one verse in Philippians. And I posted it this week on Facebook as a tease, Philippians 2 verse Seven, but this is Jesus emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. Kenosis is the Greek word that is often translated as emptied or in other translations. I think like the NIV uses the phrase made himself nothing. It's this Greek word gives the idea of Something being emptied, like you're pouring out a cup of water, that type of an idea. And these German and English theologians came up with this idea that what this verse, specifically this word kenosis, the kenosis theory, is that Jesus emptied himself of his divine attributes in order to take on human attributes. Which... Sounds fine. When you just leave it there, it sounds fine. Because again, we talked about last week, uh, if you really, if you haven't listened to part one about hypostatic union, you should because I go into much more detail and nuance in that. So go back and listen to that episode. Truly, I say that a lot. But really, if this conversation might, you'll get more out of it if you go back and listen to last week's episode. So, but in the episode on hypostatic union, we did talk about this idea or this verse in Mark where it talks about how Jesus does not know, or maybe it's Matthew, where Jesus does not know the time of his return when he was alive here on earth. And so there was a limited capacity there in this one area. So this idea that Jesus limited his divinity and at times maybe his humanity, it took on more human attributes, is, you know, this is biblical. The issue with kenosis theory, and this is where the debate starts, is to what degree did Jesus empty himself? Because again, this goes back to what we talked about last week with hypostatic union. Is Jesus fully divine, or did he empty himself of his divinity in order to take on human likeness? And that's where this whole conversation 
begins and why I had to write a paper and do forum posts about it. So this uh the forum post sometimes these forum posts are just worded in a way that I'm like I don't I don't get this. I don't understand. And then I'll go and like I'll read other people's answers, not to like steal their answers, but just to kind of get the idea of like okay, where did these people go? So that way I at least maybe know like what book, what section that they were in so I can read back over it and formulate a better opinion myself. And like everyone's answers were all over the place too. So, and again, a lot of it, a lot of people, their answers were going back to things that we've talked about in the prior weeks, talking about modalism, which was all the way back with the Trinity or talking about adoptionism, this idea that Jesus or God, the father adopted the human Jesus as like the first son of God type of thing. And I'm like, this, the actual sections in our books on kenosis theory are so short. I'm like, where are people coming up with like answers for this? And so my answer was like a paragraph (laughs) rather than a normal, like two page paper or something where I come back to the, this fact, which Wayne Grudem expresses uh, Miller J. Erickson expresses in his book as well that ultimately this verse has nothing to do with the degree of Jesus emptying himself. Maybe not necessarily this verse, but this whole section. If you're not familiar with Philippians 2 verses more like 5 to about 8 or 9, This really has nothing to do with the degree that Jesus emptied himself of his divinity. This is not the central focus of this passage. The central focus of this passage, verse 5, starts with, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And it goes on to talk about the humility of Jesus Christ in leaving behind heaven emptying himself and taking on human flesh and the death by the cross, which was a very humiliating form of death in of itself. The focus is on an example of humility for us. This is an example of Jesus, of the ultimate form of humility that he took on for us. And that's That's the point. And, you know, the weird part about the homework assignment, going back to the forum post, is that it's required that you have to reply to two people. But there was an added step this week that we had to reply to two people who had different views than us. But, like, all of us came to that same conclusion of, like, this this doesn't have anything to do in context. And in preaching, they always teach you that context determines meaning. That in context with the rest of these verses, this has nothing to do. Paul is not trying to argue about the degree of Jesus' divinity when he was on earth. Paul is focusing on the humility of Jesus, which is so much more applicable to us. In the end, and maybe this is where I'm a really bad theologian, in the end, we aren't going to know. We're not going to know. We don't know 100% to what degree Jesus' 
divinity and humanity was. I rest on the idea that Jesus was fully God and fully man, but there is still an element of faith to that. We're not going to know intellectually the degrees. We just, we just don't. And there's this whole conversation on some of the people's forum posts about, like, you know, the what was Jesus's nature like? Was it like a, you know, uh, a third, like, mixing of the two degrees of, like, or the two natures of human and divine, and they kind of formed into one third unique uh, nature? And, you know, for me, it's like, sure. Sure, why not? Maybe that's what happened. But at some point, this conversation, and maybe it's because we've been doing focusing on this for like three weeks basically now, at some point, this conversation starts to get into that realm of, did Adam have a belly button? How many angels can dance on the head of a needle? Like, we're starting to get to that point of like, why, why does this matter? I mean, I know why it matters, and we talked about that again at length last week. I don't understand why we have to come back to this again this week to have a conversation that ultimately ends with me saying, and everyone else saying, this, is, this has more to do with, this would have more to do with Christ's example of humility for us which is so much more applicable than us scratching our heads and saying, to what degree was Jesus fully God and fully human? Specifically related to this passage in Philippians 2, it is so much more applicable to focus on Jesus's humility. At least that's me. That's where, that's at least how I feel about this subject. That when it comes to this passage, Philippians 2 is talking about humility not trying to raise questions of how divine was Jesus when he lived on the earth. And one of the people, one of my classmates in their forum posts, I gotta remember, how did he how did he specifically put it? Is he put it to some degree that just because Jesus went without his divine attributes at points doesn't mean he was without them. Just because he limited himself in not knowing at that time when he was going to return to the earth does not mean that he stopped being all-knowing. He just limited it for that. It doesn't mean that he was completely without it. And I really like that. It's like just because we see these moments of limitation in scripture doesn't mean that Jesus went without it completely when he was on the earth. So kenosis theory. Kenosis theory is this idea that to some degree, Jesus emptied himself. Speaking specifically of Philippians 2 verse 7 and this word kenosis in the verse. Personally, because the paper we have to write is a thousand words or less on on the topic, trying to teach it to high schoolers. We're supposed to try and use applicable language and illustrations that would make sense. So how do we then illustrate this idea of not so much Jesus emptying himself of some degree of his divinity, but Jesus taking on humility while still maintaining his full divinity? 
Does that make sense? How do we illustrate the fact that Jesus humbled himself a lot, but still was fully divine? And I scratched my head and I thought about it for a little bit and I came up with an illustration that I think works. And it's actually a very personal illustration because I have been doing martial arts for almost 20 years now. And I have black belts in three different martial arts. And do you know how you get a black belt in three different martial arts? You start over twice. I got my black belt. My first black belt was in Taekwondo when I was a kid. Um, but when I was in high school, I started training in another martial art called Jeet Kundo. And I did not walk into class the very first day and say, Hello, I am a black belt in another martial art. Give me your black belt. Like, no, I went in. You know, I obviously had some type of skill level that was obvious because not everything is brand new when you between those two martial arts, at least. And so I started at a white belt again. And yeah, it was obvious that I kind of knew what I was doing, but methodologies change, philosophies are different. So there was still a learning aspect to it, but I still was a black belt in another martial art. And so how I limited myself. There were times where I thought to myself, Okay, I would do it this way if I was in Taekwondo, but I am learning Jeet Kune Do right now, and so I need to do it the Jeet Kune Do way. Later, I can mess around with things. And I did it again after college when I started in Hapkido. And I went in there, and I did not say, Hello! I have two black belts. Give me yours. Like, I went in there, and I started again at a white belt rank. Learn the new methodologies. Learn the different philosophies. And yeah, I brought in my Taekwondo background. I brought in my uh, Jeet Kune Do background. But when I was learning Hapkido, I needed to learn the Hapkido way of doing things. The nice thing is, is that I had great teachers who, because of my skill level, they did promote me a little quicker because I was just naturally taking the material well, but um, I still went through all the belts. I went through, I, I trained, I worked hard. I had to learn the way that they were teaching me. And so I use that as an illustration of just because Christ humbled himself doesn't mean that he stopped being God in the process of living his life here on the earth. He was still fully God. Now, it does break down a little bit because, to some degree, Black Belt is a title, but Jesus was still God. It's not that he went around declaring himself God like a title. He was still God. And I guess I was still a Black Belt. It, it, the, the illustration's not perfect, is what I'm getting to here. That's something I definitely want to highlight as we do these types of talks is that a lot of times our illustrations do fall apart at some point because if we could point to something in the created realm that perfectly illustrates God, I think I think then that we are going to, you know, if that's the case, then we're going to find something that proves that God is not as great as we really think 
He is. Sorry about that. I think there was a tech glitch. I'll have to listen to the playback later and see if we, like, screwed this all up. But I think we're all right. Okay, anyway. So, back on topic here. I use the illustration of my uh, training in martial arts to show that you can humble yourself, but still be something greater. You can still humble yourself to a lower state and still really be something greater. Just like how Christ humbled himself, still being God, but taking on our flesh. Me humbling myself to become a white belt again. And I'll probably do it again whenever the pandemic cooperates. Because I really want to go train in martial arts right now. Uh, but yeah, that's... That's what I got for this week. So if you take anything away from this is that if you come across kenosis theory, don't sweat it. <laughs> don't don't sweat it. Like focus on the greater context of Philippians chapter 2 and I think you'll walk away um more refreshed and more encouraged and with something that is more commonly spoken about in scripture of our need for humi- of our need for humility in life. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, then please take a moment to rate and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now, or head on over to the My Seminary Life Facebook page where you can write a recommendation on there as well. You can also follow us on Instagram at My Seminary Life Pod for other fun updates throughout the week. And more than the recommendation, I would really appreciate it if you told someone you knew about the show. Word of mouth is the best way to advertise for this show. And finally, you can follow me, Brandon Knight, on Instagram and TikTok at just.brandon.k for other fun faith-based content. So that's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Brandon Knight. Keep on studying.